The following is brought to you by the Cyber Time Bike Network. Caca, mother Holy crap! Because Dave's a crow. It's true though. Oh heck yeah. Justice! You are now entering the Serpent's Pit with Serpent's Breakdown. Here's Serpent's Breakdown and your host, Stephen Clark. Hey there, everybody. You know what time it is. You know what podcast this is. You know what time it is? It's snake time. Snake time. Yeah. We are here for episode seven. Yeah, that's right. Seven of In the Serpent's Pit with Serpent's Breakdown. Let's give you the breakdown of what's going to happen this episode. You want... Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> you want me to give the breakdown or you want to give it? Yeah, you can give a breakdown because I'm going to chew more cheesy fries. <laughs> while, Ser- while Serpent starts chewing on her cheesy fries over there. I'm going to give you the breakdown of the episode. Today we're going to be talking about, um, in general, as a general subject, um, the circus. i never been to one. It never really interested me as a kid, or ever, until I met a friend of mine who's really into it, and I was just like, yeah, I can re- I'm going to respect, like, like, I wasn't like, eh, I don't know, it, it, it's more okay. I'm gonna break this down. Not because my friends likes. It's not because of my friends liking stuff that. Oh, I gotta like it now. It's because I'll give it a chance. And if I like it, I'm not gonna like it. If I like it, I'm gonna like it. Am I? Does that mean? Does that mean I can't respect it? No. That that I I will. I can respect it. Um, I can respect it. Like uh, like like if serpent likes. I don't know. Uh. What's a say? Yowie! I don't know. No, no, that was no. the first thing that popped in my head that was kind of questionable or not so questionable. I, I mean, if if what's what's a say that for example, if Serpent really likes Yowie. Well, I'm gonna I'll respect it because that lets make her happy, <laughs> and I respect that. <laughs> but like, but like, if we're taking something more reasonable to everyone, um, if what's a say? What's something I don't really like? Um, uh, monster trucks. I don't like monster trucks really, but if but if it makes people happy, I respect it. <laughs> so what? If, what if pedophilia makes people happy? Pedophilia. What's that? When people like sexually likes children. No. Nuh-uh. No. Exactly. That no no no. There's boundaries, okay? I'm not gonna mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna respect people who rape children. Yeah. Sorry, I had to bring that up because because it was just like an opportunity to bring up something questionable like that. Well no, well it's not questionable, not okay. Yeah, like I'm not gonna respect people who are gonna be like kid rape kids, rape women, rape if there's raping men that too. Like like anything bad in this world I do not respect. Everything good in this world, like monster trucks, I respect. 
because monster trucks it doesn't it doesn't have nothing to do with rape or i'm just using monster trucks as an example but like you know like something like that i respect because it makes people happy same thing with the circus same thing with wrestling like me who likes it a lot uh vhs vhs stuff the 80s and the 90s the early 2000s paint painting and and uh door making you know whatever just nothing terrible i if it's something terrible i do not respect it if it's something cool i respect it nice all right had that had the had to uh break that out right there um how about you what how about you on that side how about your side of the fence on that my my, my side of like the breakdown or just like you know circuses which one well, I mean, I just want to cover this real quickly. Do you know how I said how I respect everything that... Yep. Are you, are you the same way? Well, you respect everything. I've got more of a hands-off approach. Now, obviously, things like pedophilia and, you know, incest or whatever, that stuff's not really all that okay. But at least when it comes to incest, as long as they're both consenting adults and they're both cool with it, honestly, as long as you don't involve me, you know, you guys do whatever you want if you're happy. As long as it's like, you know, two consenting adults being cool with it or whatever. And if, you, if they want to be incestuous, you know, you know, sure, whatever, go for it. But things like pedophilia, I don't think, like, obviously aren't okay. I know, but, like, do you, like, are you, like, the same way, like, me, where it comes, like, oh. It's a hands-off approach. If something is more questionable, but it's not, like, abusing anyone or, you know, harming children, and it's just, like, two adults being weird, then, you know, they can go do whatever they want, like, incest. Like, they're two consenting adults, and they're cool with it. Oh, so, so you're, so when you mean by hands-on, you mean, like... Hands-off. Oh, when, when you mean, like, more hands-off, you're, you're, like, you'll, you'll, you'll scan the situation and see from there? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that Now, well, something like incest, and one of the parties is not cool with it, then I'll step in, because... Clearly, someone's not into this in whole incest thing. Because if this incest isn't really okay in the first place, I would definitely intervene. Now, if they're both cool with it and consenting adults, then, you know, you know, go for it. Your life, you can do whatever you want as long as it's not abusive. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to bring that up because I just wanted to make that abruptly clear because I don't think anyone really knew that about you and really knew that about me. So I just wanted to make that abruptly clear. Um, yeah, so, um, today's subject, obviously, you know, like I said earlier, we're talking about the circus itself in general. Now, it's been around, now, the circus has been around for decades. I'm talking decades. Centuries. Centuries. It's not really that all all that big anymore, but it was, you know, 700s, maybe even the 1600s. You know, it could even go even further back to the 1600s, but, you know, they've always been kind of just around, even if they weren't, didn't start out as circuses. But basically, circuses, they've been around for a long time. They may not be under the colorful red and white stripes tent top for the most part, with the exception of a few circuses that still do the tent. Overall, they may not be in tents anymore, but they're still here. But here's the thing, they don't need the tent. When you, no, here's a question. Would you rather be sitting in the tent freezing or, or sweating your butt off or being a nice 
air conditioned, a heated well, arena. Well, be exact, the tent that I was in for the paranormal circus, it was actually pretty nice in there. It was actually a pretty cool circus. Now, of course, since it was a paranormal circus, they didn't really have, like, animals or anything. It was just more of, like, spooky stuff, which I thought was pretty cool. Well, because you're into that crap. <laughs> I, I I've got I've got that darker side of me, yes. Oh uh, yeah, well I respect that. You know, like I said earlier, I respect that. If you like all that creepy stuff, I respect it. Um. And if a zombie apocalypse hit, I would know what to do, but I would probably die. No, you no, you probably killed them first before they killed you. No, no, I actually probably would die. Now I would know what to do to block myself off from the rest of the world so that no one, no zombies, can get into my house and stuff. But. I would still probably die if I didn't block my house off fast enough. How about, um... I'm not a very physically strong person. Now, if I was a zombie, I would probably kill a lot of people, though, because I can bite for, like... I I've got a tight-ass grip and a tight-ass jaw. So, so, okay, that leads to a question, then. What... <laughs> if, if you were a zombie, who would be the first one you kill? <laughs> well, it depends on if it, I have, um... I got consciousness or not. If I had consciousness, then I wouldn't kill anybody unless I unless it was like Trump. I would kill people like Trump and Nazis and you know, pedophiles and stuff. I would eat them and then I wouldn't eat all my cool people. <laughs> but uh, if I didn't have a consciousness, well I guess I would eat whoever comes closer to me first. Oh man. <laughs> oh man, that that would be that would be the worst thing ever. <laughs> you know we should do an entire episode on zombies because i have a lot to say on zombies that should be our next episode yeah i mean that i mean i've been trying to pull subject out of you for weeks and you said steven make up the subject i'm like well this is a shared experience well, let's do let's do zombies next week i want to talk about zombies okay all right next but week right now circuses so circuses yeah well next okay week. shall i do a little history lesson on circuses yeah, do a little history lesson because I don't okay, know. Okay, history, history lesson on circuses. So, 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 as I said, they've been around for a long ass time. Originally, when circuses were like a big thing, you know, red tents traveling around, you know, you know, stereotypical circus stuff. Basically, they weren't all that great. Like what I what I mean is that they were cool. You know, people love circuses. That's why they're still a thing. But what I mean by that they, they weren't cool is that they would abuse animals for starters because that's how they would get them to do their tricks. They'd be just like. Like, like, you know, when they have, like, in cartoons, them whipping the lion, like, you know, do what I tell you, lion, you know? Mm -hmm. They would abuse their animals, they wouldn't feed them very well, and lots of abusive stuff. They would also have what we like to call freak shows. Well, the freak, the freak shows are what, let's, let's be honest, the freak shows is the thing that really drew in, like, a lot of people, because people like yeah, seeing that crazy crap. Yeah, people were really bigoted. I don't know if I'm using bigoted right, but I think that's the right usage of the word. We're very bigoted in that time period because, you know, they'd have people who have disabilities in the freak show. Like, all types of disabilities. Like, for example, conjoined twins. They'd have that in the, in the freak show. You know, real like, they might have a, re a really fat person because, you know, obesity wasn't really all that big a big thing in that t time frame because, you know, it was either you're poor and you're dying of starvation or you're rich and you've got all the food you want. Well, when you when you really think about it, too, when it comes to the freak show aspect, nowadays, like 2019, 2020, this time range, um, people are now using the term freak show not because they're not because of 
how originally it was. They're using it now as like, as like, um, as like, uh, what you call it? It's like if they're crazy and and they're like out on the edge and they're like, well, yeah, but actually, freak shows in this modern age are actually like banned because you know it's really like a, a offensive and you know they were actually pretty abusive to the freaks as well. Man, because not... they wouldn't treat them like real people, and I... just stuff like that. Like the orig- original circuses were really horrible, like that. They would abuse animals, they'd abuse people, and also they were very unsanitary, <laughs> very unsanitary. I can tell because because dirt and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Also, they um another fun fact about tents: tents are hot, and you've got like a hundred or more people smashed into a tent around the ring where people are doing tricks and you know like fire breathers or whatever just people doing tricks in the middle of the ring there's jammed in there those tents got hot really fast how like, yeah but i got a question i mean if, if the circus has been known for so much abuse how is it still popular and how did so many people love people it people really like the tricks and they've changed nowadays they have circus they don't abuse the animals anymore and they don't have as many animals either also obviously as i said the freak shows have also been banned and uh, and most circuses do take place in a building now so you have to head out to go, go to where the building is to see the circus and they'll do all these fun tricks and stuff like that that they always do and you know it's much better now although i i can't remember if it was like recently or if it was like a year or two ago but there was some like circus i don't know if it went out of business or they got sued or anything because it was a while ago and i didn't pay too much attention but basically some circus was getting like yelled at or whatever sued something i don't know but yeah i'm just gonna say yelled at for simplicity's sake we're getting yelled at because apparently they were they were actually still abusing animals i don't know if they like released animals or if they got out of it or i don't know what i don't even know which circus it was but Someone was getting upset about that. <laughs> well, well, with that back history, let's talk about the different kinds of circuses that existed and what is this now. Well, so- well, in, back then, there were only really one type of circus, you know, the stereotypical one. I don't actually think there were too many varieties of circuses. They might have had different little things to make them stand out from other circuses, like different tricks or attractions. But overall, they were all pretty much cut from the same cloth. Nowadays, that we have all these different types, of, well, not all these different types of circuses, but we have a few different types. There's not that many, of course. There's like, there's only like three circuses that I know of. And one of them I went to see, well, I've seen two of them, and there's some other one out there. I don't know if it's the one that I went to or the other one that, that or the imaginary one that I'm thinking of, that that's some other one that's the one that was getting yelled at for abusing animals, but it's either the one I went to or some other one. And there's at least two different types of circuses at the moment that I know of for sure. You're, you're, you know, your normal circus where they do tricks, you know, elephants, all that stuff, fun stuff. And the one that I, the other one that I went to that I personally love, the paranormal circus, the, my, my freaky, scary circus that I loved. It was great. It's not a circus for kids because they have a lot of, of adult jokes, mm-hmm. but it's not like, you know, like, ha-ha, adult, you know, adult humor, blah, blah, blah. It's just, you know, it's not like anything stupid like this. It's just, you know, a humor for for adults. Like, 
they do talk about sex at a few points because that's a joke that a few characters make d- differently usually like they even joke around at one point where one of the audience members that they brought up they walked down like they um well it was a clown so they did the fake stairs into this little chamber and basically he pretended as if he was like you know doing it with her like even like they had some like clothes prepared for as well to throw out oh god before they like they like obviously nothing happened she was just sitting in the box that's all it was oh god he just like did his thing you know and i thought it it was it was a pretty great circus honestly like there was gory stuff there was dull humor and it was great it was a really fun circus and i got and that um for anyone who follows my instagram the um the, the gas mask that I wear with my steampunk villain Deku, I did buy it that, at that um, circus. That's where I got it. I got that cool thing out of going there. Totally worth it. I love it. Thanks for it scar- was a great circus. Thanks for scarring half of the audience right there. Oh, yeah. Complain. <laughs> no. Well, there's nothing really to be scarred. I just explained what happened. It's not like anything bad happened. They just, they just pretended. So, I mean, the girl just sat in the box. It's not like anything happened. So, um, so yeah, there's that circus. But the ones I know of that did is that did exist that doesn't exist anymore, and the one that does exist right now is that the main one that doesn't exist anymore that everyone loves. It was obviously Ringing Bl- Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey, the greatest show on effing earth. And that's actually um, one second, sorry. I made the mistake of trying to talk with a fry in my mouth. That did not go well. But um, that actually is one of the original circuses, so to speak. Like, they, they're one of the circuses that have been going on for a long time, adapting to the times. I know this because I've seen, po- like, really old posters for that circus. You know that they're let, that they're let, well, you probably know this, but you know that over the years they had different themes for their shows, like different kind of acts that they had for yeah. the years. They're very. I don't know if you know this, but do you know that their very, like their very, very last uh, thing that they did before they officially shut down was a extreme show where they freaking had like, you know, at they had like all those normal circus acts and they had like BMX stuff and it was like like it was like <laughs> this awesome freaking cool thing and plus the name was extreme so I thought that was pretty cool so. <laughs> did you know that? I was. I'm not. I'm not too familiar with the um, encounterings of most circuses because I haven't really been keeping track with the um, circus news because I don't really know where to look for circus news, <laughs> to be honest. I can tell you. the cir- I can actually tell you because, um, you know, on top of the Barn Bailey stuff, they're out of business now. The circus that's going around now that's actually coming into town uh, at the end of this month, it's nice. called, it's called uh, Cardigan international circus and it's basically the regular plain old simple circus that just comes into town <laughs> nice do you know about them nope no and you're cir- i don't keep i don't keep up with the well not exactly i don't, I don't keep up with the circus news even though i'd like to because i've got too many things to do <laughs> i don't have time to keep up with news well here's the thing i actually have an i because of my job, I actually have an opportunity to get free tickets to the circus. That is impressive. And and um, I'm not going to go into detail here, but but <laughs> you, if if you want one, I can get you one. <laughs> that would be hella awesome. Circus at, is not the best. 
It's at, it's going to be at the Sears Center. So The what center? The Sears Center. Sears Center? Where the hell's the Sears Center? Isn't Sears shut down? No. Well, they're probably going to rename the arena soon because they're going out of business, but... The Sears, Sears already went out of business, I think. Not all, the, not all their locations. They're still thriving somewhere. Yep. Hmm. Anyway, the Sears Center is in Hoffman, Hoffman States, where I graduated high school. And nice. You, you know that, uh, well, you don't live around here. You don't live around here. You live more out, but. Yeah. You know, you know, the, uh, how do I explain? Do you know where that, uh, do you know where Cabela's is? The what is? Oh god, okay. It's good. This is gonna be hard I couldn't hear what you said. Cabela's the outdoor the outdoorsy store. Maybe. Um there's a My memory is really bad. Like really bad. Well Well, I mean, that's I mean here here's the thing. I mean like uh it's gonna be if, if it's gonna be hard to explain, but it's it's in Hoffman, it's off the highway. It's right there, so. Uh, I, I, okay. So yeah, um, personally, personally for me, like like I said in the intro, I was growing up. I seen the commercials for Barnum Bailey growing up, and I was just like, yeah, that's cool, yeah, that, that that's cool and stuff. But you know, and then um, but then but then when I but then when I grew up and I met, you know, and I met you. And then I met Tiff, and I met nineteen two plus nine eight, and I met all them. They were really big into it, and I was just like, I was just like, what are they doing that's making this so big? Like, what, wait, why are you attracted to it so much? And so I decided to look it up a little bit, and I was just because like, circuses are awesome. Are you the one that got Tiff into it, or she? No, or... no, I went to her. She was already into it. I went to her first circus sec panel, and then joined. Is that what got you interested in the whole thing in general? No, no, I've always been interested. I've always been obsessed with circuses. I think it partly was was spur partly was spurged on by the Black Butler Book of Circus. But even before then, I've always been really interested in circuses. Does um, uh, is so like why why don't you like talking? Why don't you like posting or talking about it that much? Is this, is it like a is it like something that you're not really highly into? Is I'm into too, I'm interested in everything. I don't have time to post about everything. <laughs> so it's like telling. Well, actually, no, I don't have any good. Actually, I don't have any good analogies for this. It's like telling um um. I'm trying to think of a good analogy here, and I can't think of any. Like telling a raccoon to to tell everyone about literally everything in its den. And you know how raccoons take everything. Yeah. That's that's what that's me. I'm a raccoon, and you're trying to. It's like trying to ask me to post, make a post about literally everything I've scavenged, which is everything I've scavenged everything. So, so do you, do you think that them bringing like you know, BMX stuff or, like, you know, like, X Games type of stuff to the circus is considered wrong because it's not traditional, or do you think I it's mean, unique? I think it's cool, and it's something people don't get to see every day, which is fine, good enough for a circus, but at the same time, it feels odd because, you know, 
bikes aren't exactly the most circusy. Ah, cat, do not do that. Do not um aren't the most circusy thing. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. There's the there's the tiny bike that the clowns used to ride. Well, that's like that's a that's a unicycle. That's no. it's like there's a difference between a unicycle and a motorized bike that you do tricks on. Well, I mean, didn't, didn't clowns back in the day used to have like those little tiny bikes and they used to somehow ride those? Tricycles and unicycles are a bit are very very different from a BMX bike. I know. Like very like sure they may both be bikes in quotation marks, but. They are not really in the same genre. Because one, kids and, well, small children and clowns ride. The other one is very, very dangerous, motorized, and you can do, like, flips and tricks on it. Well, I don't think they're using, like, motorized bikes. I think they're just using, like, regular, you know, bicycles that they were just doing fancy tricks on it. Like, you know, like, like, but you, you, you've seen the X Games, haven't you? Like, like Not really, no. I'm not really a big sports person. Well, I mean, I'm I'm talking like 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 I'm talking about like regular bicycles, like not like I consider that a sport. Well, yeah, well, you know what I mean, like regular bicycles, and they do tricks on them. They... The answer is no. But yeah, I mean, just that's that's the kind of crap they're doing on their last leg of the Barnum Bailey stuff, and then then they went out of business and. And it was, and I, which is kind of sad because they're such an old circus. Well, I mean, the comp well, they went out of business because they because because they were abusing the animals and they were. And well, they, yeah, that's probably the one I was hearing about. And abusing it, the animals is no good. Well, it was not just that; it was also because everyone was getting hurt and they weren't yeah. doing nothing about it, and they were losing money. But and, even without that, all that stuff, like ignoring all that stuff, it's still kind of sad though because. They are such an old circus. Well, do you do you think that the corporation that owns Barnum and Bailey and in, in uh, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey, like the company be, that owns that, screwed them over? It is possible. It really depends on where the um the abuse and the injuries were happening. Were they happening because of decisions that let's just call them the manager because because that's a term I can work with better. But like basically the um whoever is supposed to be like the manager role. It because of the manager at the circus, or was it because they were getting orders from a higher up? Like, is that where the abuse was happening? Like, is was is, is ah, words? Is the manager the cause for like let, allowing the abuse and the injuries to happen and not doing anything about it, or are they orders from a higher up? If it's orders from a higher up, then yeah, it's the company's fault. If it's orders from just someone who is in charge of the circus area itself itself then it's their fault for letting it happen as the manager of that area and technically in some ways it is the company's fault too but they did as if if it was if they weren't giving the orders down then it's not necessarily their fault because they might not have even known it was happening well, overall mean, well i mean they they also well you also got to take into a fact that they also like I saw I saw one clip that you know there's like this act that they had all these people like like doing gymnastics and they were they were raising them up really high in the air and then the thing snapped and they all fell on the ground and they all ended up in the hospital. See, that's more of like a maintenance problem. Like it should it's their fault for not doing the maintenance properly. See, I think they should have checked their ropes better. 
I think I think that I think that was one of the reasons. I think that was what led to half the injuries. Was well, I mean, yeah, everyone. But also, it depends on was it their fault for just not checking the maintenance, or is it the fault of the corporate for not giving them enough money to spread out the what they need to do evenly? Like, if you're not giving your your co- your group enough money, they can't do everything they're supposed to. They can't check for check their equipment and pay all of their um, employees. I, I I think I think that I think um yeah because I think because like you know like I was saying earlier about them um losing the money from from the ammo abuse to all the reason I said like five minutes ago I think I think because of all that is why they weren't getting the funds why they weren't drawn in the crowds why they were I feel like. Sorry, I started chewing again. I keep chewing at really bad times. Like, yes, you're about to talk. Let's shove more fries in your mouth. Okay, but I feel like if when they had the money, they should have been prop making sure, like, ignore, like, so let's forget all the money and the equipment's problems for a second here. First, they should have been treating their animals properly. A lack of money does not excuse abusing animals because you don't need money to treat animals properly. Sure, if you're low on money, you might not be able to feed them as much as they want. But a lack of money does not mean you can hit an animal because it's not it's not like it's the animal's fault you're not making money. They 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 it's not like the animal you can pay the animal after all. But um so if they had been treating their animals right, they wouldn't have been losing money towards the um the um abuse of animals, which would solve whatever money they lost from that. And then I feel like they, um, and that's a loud motorcycle. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> and, um, sorry, I forgot where it was for a second there, but, um, equipment. If they, no, so, you're, talk, you're talking about the animals. <laughs> yes. So, so they should have been treating the animals right, and that would have given them more money because whatever money they lost from abusing the animals would have come back. Then, if they wanted to, you know, bring more people and they should have done more advertising then. But proper ad- advertisements, not just throwing money at marketing and hoping something happens. Like, making a good advertisement and showing it to, then transferring it to the prop- proper um, advertising sources or platforms. Well, I mean, I, and- also, I also think because it, I mean, they also had to have the money to get these animals. So if, I'm pretty sure after they abused the animals, they probably died from too much abuse, and then they had to use this money to buy more animals. Well, no, that's they probably didn't abuse the animals enough that it would kill them. That would be really bad, really dampen their um, efforts because they're already losing money, and they'll lose more money if they lost their animals. Because it's, I mean, how easy do you think it's going to be to get a, a lion in America or an elephant? It's not going to be that easy. I mean, there's the tr- the shipping cost, the, the keeping them alive cost. You know, whatever you have to do to keep the animal alive, you probably can't put an elephant on an airplane. So you'd have to keep the elephant on a boat, which take it even longer. So there's the time, the, all of these different fees. So it wouldn't have been in their favor to, to abuse the animals that much. What they what the, um they really were probably losing money on is the fact that they were abusing animal and that was getting out, and also the fact that they didn't do enough um advertising, well proper advertising to um 
make sure that people get interest. Like if you show the same person, the person, the same ad for like a year, they're not going to be too interested at that point. Cause they've seen it for a year now, the same ad, you know, changing the ad every once in a while. So making it still cool and interesting to gauge their attention. And, um, also making more, more acts like, well, not more acts. That would involve hiring more people, but trying out new methods for different acts. Like, oh, we did the trapeze, trapeze act this way last time. Let's try it a different way this time so it's new and interesting. And so that would help garner more attention. And then if, and then when the money that they, they need to check their equipment because you can't have an act if the equipment is faulty because you'll probably kill or injure your your um, employees, which is not a good business practice either. It's more help. You'll lose less money and, you know, you won't have to hire someone new if you don't kill them, which is why it's helpful to check your equipment, which is why it really pisses me off with this one. So little off topic here. Yeah. But there's one company that this one company that makes helicopters and basically all of their pilots like know how to how to do um their work with the, this equipment on health on so sorry let me backtrack a second here so their employees have learned have been trained to learn or sorry to to fly the helicopter with a bunch of fancy equipment that makes it easier to fly and safer and none of their helicopters have the equipment in it why because Paying the lawsuits is cheaper than putting the equipment in their in their um, helicopters. So basically, they'd rather pay the lawsuits of people getting killed than to put the equipment in their helicopter. What? Because paying the lawsuits is cheaper. That that's just ridiculous. If you're building helicopters, you got you got to put your money into making people safe and not. And... Yeah, like well, to be exact, it's a company. I don't know if they actually make the helicopters or if they make the helicopters and fly people in the helicopters. But basically, their helicopters don't have the equipment that the, that their pilots are trained to use. That that's that's just why why would why would you even make a business at that point? Because you're because you're literally just killing people. Like a lot. The, so basically, like uh, it's hard to explain. Like I mean, the, the, the pilots obviously know how to fly helicopters, but with the equipment that they don't have, it's safer to fly helicopter the helicopter because they'll be able to pilot it more safely when they can't see. Like for example, there was this one um, pi um trip where basically I don't know the guy's name, but it was some basketball guy, some sports guy or whatever, and they were flying him to like his game or something. I don't know, and. Or maybe to a meeting or something, but they were late. He was late or something, and it was so foggy outside that they couldn't see. Now we don't know if it was so fo that foggy when they took off or partway during the flight. Well, I don't know. I can't remember. It's talking about Kobe but, um, Bryant. But basically, they um were flying, and he the and usually helicopters like follow like highways and stuff like that because they, they're so bright with all the cars that it's really easy to see. And the pilot couldn't see where he was. He was trying to make his way back, and. If he had been, like, a few, like, hundred feet higher in the air, he would have been fine, but he wasn't, so they crashed. Oh, you're talking, you're talking about the Kobe Bryant incident? Yes, Kobe Bryant won that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one. But, and basically, they decided, and the, the pilot, if he had had the equipment that he had known how to use, he probably would have been able to get, to get through just fine. But he didn't. 
And the company is, they've decided that, that it's easier to pay lawsuits than to get the equipment that they need. I mean, I mean, helicopters got to be more well-equipped, I, I feel, for, because so they can avoid situations like that. Like, they need, like... Exactly. I'd rather spend the more money to have people safe than to have to pay lawsuits for people dying. Yeah, because 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 that's like that's like saying like, oh, here's the show of a helicopter. It flies, but you know. Mhm. Yeah. It's it. Why like? Why like? I, I it that that's like that doesn't make sense. So that's probably that's probably why um that's probably that's probably why when Barman Bailey was still in business, they um. Um, or Ringling Brothers, or whatever you want to call it. Um, they, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that that's why they, in those in those last couple of months in that last year right there, they're they're, well, I mean, it's not like they were they were so unprepared that like you know every show everything was falling and there was something breaking, but like, but that's probably probably through like the the last few years and that last run of the show right there. It's probably they had probably so much problems with the mechanical stuff and so much problems behind the scenes that they couldn't just they couldn't take it anymore. So so that's pro so they probably so probably the the company who owns them probably um was like was probably like okay like okay guys we can't do we can't go on with the show anymore because there's just too much money issues too much abuse history in our company. And everything is breaking down. I don't think I don't think we can entertain these people as one hundred percent as we could in the past. So we gotta end this right now. Hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, maybe. It's hard to really know without like doing the proper research. Maybe I'll do that sometime just for fun. I love making circus AUs, so that's always fun. I've got a really good Homestuck Circus AU that I've been writing for a while now. Like, I haven't even finished, like, started writing, and I've just been writing the backstories for characters and what their role is. <laughs> oh, hold but, on. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. Is it one of them Ringmaster Carcat? <laughs> nope, the Ringmaster is John Egbert. <laughs> oh, so you made your own universe. <laughs> yes. Um, I can't remember where I put Carcat in there, but... I liked it. Obviously, I love dark stuff, so it's a really dark AU. I I feel, um, but like no, sir, no, sir. I want to talk about that more, but I want to say I want to say this. But I feel I feel like that Cardigan International Circus is in business to this day. I don't know how long they've been around for, but I think the reason why they're in business today is because they learned from from Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey and their problems, so they so they're able to stay afloat and be able to be able to entertain the audience at this very low level that they're on right now. Hmm. Um, because I I've been to, I went to their website just the just the just for this episode and just for everything for natural research, and they and they say on their website that they do not abuse their animals. <laughs> So, Listen, one of my favorite lines, like, oh, like, um, it's from Castle, Castle, from Castle, basically. Um, so they go to visit the uh, mother of the three, um, the one of the serial killers, basically, and she insists that that nothing she's she ever d did to him could have made him what they he is today. And Castle says when she's like away for a few minutes, like, 
or when they're back at the office or something. I'm not really sure. But Cass is just like only mothers who say that they that they're it's not their fault for the way their kids are are at fault for what the way their kids are. <laughs> Wait, Castle's a ABC show, isn't it? I have no idea. All I know is that it's it's we we solve crimes and it's fun. I've been watching it on DVD, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So um. Yeah. So I mean um. What was I talking about? Cardigan. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like, but no, no, we were going to talk about your Homestuck stuff now. Uh, your Homestuck circus stuff. Um. <laughs> I. I don't know. I mean. I want to say that it kind of interests me now, and, it, and I'm kind and I. It's, All right, well, I can pull up my little Homestuck Amino wiki page. You you have a wiki now? Well, no, on Homestuck Amino. Oh, oh yeah, you have a you have a Homestuck Amino on your circus stuff. Well, I'm in the Homestuck Amino, and I made a wiki page. Oh, that's pretty cool. Because yeah. it was easier, and it was originally for um. Well, not well. I, I had the idea before, but then I I made the wiki page originally for the sake of um, um, a contest, but I never finished in time. But the circus is called Cirque de Tess Reeves. I it's been a while since I pronounced it, so I don't actually know how to pronounce it anymore. But the Cirque de Tess Reeves. I don't know how to pronounce the Reeves because there is a little mark over the e, so I'm not really sure how to pronounce the e in that situation. But basically, it means the Circus of Dreams. Or wait, no. Wait, actually, let me just check real quick. Aha! Because I'm blanking if that's right. But it sounds that sounds right in my head. But um, huh, it's probably not right anymore, knowing my luck, because I've got a horrible memory. Wait, wait, is it the is it the circus of of uh of your dreams and reality or? No, no. <sighs> Let me go to my Google Doc where I originally started writing the story. So, no, while you're looking it up, um, uh, I want—I just want to say that maybe I'm maybe the circus, the circus gen, genuinely interests me a little bit because maybe that's because one, it was the first—it was the first kind of brand of entertainment before you know TV. And before anything The Circus else. of Dreams. Yeah, I was right. Okay, sorry. Continue. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it was... It was... It was pretty much... The circus was... The circus was pretty much... Every... Was entertainment before entertainment. If you get what I mean. Like... Kind of, yeah. Like, before there was VHS. Before there was video games. Before there was... Before there was... Sticking a before ball. Before there was a lot of stuff like that. The big thing that came to town was the circus. And, and now, sure, they had plays and stuff like that, which was a big form of entertainment. But you know, for for everyone, including common folk, it was the circus. And I thought, and I respect it. And maybe I get a little interested in it, but it's not really my thing. Thing, but I'm. But I may be a little. I may be a little bit interested into it because I've been because I have because I have friends now who are deeply into it and talk about it all the time. So. <laughs> including you <laughs> yeah okay so so this circus does take place well I, this au sorry takes place in um it well the story begins in 1880 that's where the kind of the background kind of begins basically 1880 
Mm. Yeah, that was kind of the big time for circuses. Do you mean 1885, like in Back to the no, Future? No, 1880. <laughs> All right, yeah. Go ahead. And basically, so I'll just read the background straight from it because that's going to be easier. It was around 1880 in winter with snow. New acts have arrived and left. Some by choice, some by not. The, cir uh, the Circus of Dreams, because that's easier to say. Grounds are large with multiple tents and, tents and small cabins. Usually one tent to a performer, but there are exceptions, of course. Creatures with similar performances have their own section of the grounds. The cannibal, yes, there is a cannibal, is fed with the lions and the tigers. And the tank of and the tanks for any sea-dwelling creatures are in the main tent at the entrance. Of course, most performers live in tent in little tents and such. Others may stay in cages to avoid any and and all possible incidences. Incidents and cages obviously indicate the freak show performers in this case, mm -hmm. or animals, or freak freak acts can part um that are um, considered in the animal territory, kind of like the cannibal, like considered in the animal territory because it's cannibal. <laughs> hmm. be, no, I got no, I got to ask you um, before I lose the thought and. I don't. I don't mean to interrupt your little story there, but um, would you want this freak show to come back, or do you think it'd be too controversial if it made if it made a comeback? It, it can never come back. I mean, they will treat people very human. Like they called it for starters, it's called a freak show. Basically, they're saying the people there aren't normal and might, in some cases, aren't human when they're just as human as everyone else. Like they'd have in the freak show, they'd have you know conjoined twins. They'd have um, midgets, as they're called sometimes. Um, really short people, which sounds less offensive than midgets. <laughs> yeah, um, keep it that way. Like, um, people who have, um, a learning disability. I really do not want to try and sound offensive. A learning disability. Like me! No, I'm And, um, no, I'm you know, I'm things like that. Just, you know, or people who don't have legs, like, at all. That, that would be someone in the freak show. Like, they're just like everyone else. They, they just don't have legs. It's not fair to call them a freak. It's not their fault they don't have legs. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think at, I think it was it was good for its time. But then as it, time... It wasn't good at all. But it's fit with its time because people... this Things like, you know, not having legs or conjoined twins, which still aren't very common, but they weren't very common, like, even less common then. But, like, but, like, if they, but, but were they thinking about that back then when they were, like, making up the concepts? People in that time were much more bigoted, as I said. For example, they were still racist in 1880. Oh, yeah, there, yeah, there's that whole, yeah, I know, all that. Yeah. So there's that. I mean. But now. Back to the story. <laughs> are you, you know, by the way, are you in this story? No, I don't. Put, I don't put myself in my own stories unless it's like, you know, like for example, I need a character to kill off real quick here. Yeah. Oh wait, you need a character to get killed off. Yeah, if I have a character, I need. I need to kill off a character. I'll just throw my my one of my my OCs in. You and most of my OCs are me. To be to be to clarify. All right. Yeah, keep going, then I'll hear it. <laughs> okay. 
and blah, blah, blah. We, we try to keep those with grudges far apart as well for obvious reasons. We don't want, we don't need fights starting out in our, in our circus. Fights are no good. And, um, we can, there's, and if there, a fight does begin, there's nothing we can do, but, you know, stop the fights and, or intercept the fights. But, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm confusing myself <laughs> yeah. trying to say stuff. But let's go back much further. Everything first started in 1864, going back even further. All right. In the, in the night of, a, of July the 21st, a circus was on the outskirts of London, and John, John Egbert, of course, our, our, um, our future ringmaster of the Circus of Dreams, had wandered in while escaping his pursuers. The owner, the, uh, the, the owner of a bakery after stealing some bread... That's when he first saw it, a circus. People performing in front of a crowd, wondrous acts and stunning feats. He was mesmerized and decided then that he wanted to be part of something like this. He later ran back to the alley he called home to tell his friends about the circus. They were homeless, just like him, abandoned, even crippled, but they were his family. They loved the idea and set about trying to figure out how to get their own circus together. And that's when they met him, their secret funder, Edward J. Scratch. I bet you can tell who that is. Edward J. Scratch? Doc Scratch. Wait, wait, is, that, is this part, is this tie in with your, with your Scratch laboratories? No, no, that's a different thing. But I, I love having, giving Dr. Doc Scratch fun roles like this. He's their secret funder. Oh, man. All right. The owner of the largest business in England at the time. Mate. He took them in. Seeing an opportunity, he fed them and dressed them, giving those with crippled the power to walk on their own, to, to feel, and, and to feel via prosthetics. They were given educations with John as their leader, with a, they weren't exactly quotation marks around leader, but they were those little apostrophes around it. So I put emphasis on it. Because he's like their leader, but they're still kids, of course. Yeah. And worked cr closely with Scratch, mainly working as his young assistant until everything was ready for the circus to open. In turn, he, he said, uh, sorry, I didn't really um spell check any of this so i'm gonna have to think for a second to, to rephrase this okay and this is where we kind of get a bit darker here also this is where things take the darker turn that i implied or mentioned before all right i mean i mean like if it if it starts like 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 how dark are we talking are we talking about like solid very dark? very very dark I take everything, and when you think dark, I kind of, like, I turn everything up to the max and break the switch and go higher. Well, I mean, well, well, oh, this is going to be a perfect guy, too. We're going to figure out what, how dark you can actually get. Go right. <laughs> go right ahead. Just Bill and laugh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. In turn, uh, I, it's cute. Every time I try and read this line, my mistake with the words throws me off and I forget how to say it. And basically, in turn, Scratch, well, so at this point, this is where Scratch's true colors 
um, start to show, and he was subject. So his friends didn't get to see see as much of the darker colors as John. They know of it, but John got hit like metaphorically hit by the full extent of of Scratch's darker colors or true colors. And was subjected to most of the abuse because of this. Being that he had to work harder than his friends, learn faster, design blueprints, learn how to be a businessman, and how to get people to hang on his every word. And, you know, other than the whole mentioning the abuse part, it doesn't sound so bad. But, you know, he's just a kid and he's got to learn how to do things really fucking fast here. Like, he's got to learn everything now. Because, after all... He's going to be the the runner of the circus. He's got he's going to be the ringmaster. He's got to know how to like you know advertise the circus. He's basically got to know how to do all the jobs so he can find the right people to do those jobs. Yeah. And um, oh, let's see. I, I'm just I'm just I'm just letting you read the story. I'm just letting you read <laughs> <Yeah>. it out. <laughs> all right. In 1873. John, now 12, came across the captor household. Obviously, you know, Solux and Matuna, all that stuff. Yeah. Poor. They were poor. They couldn't even support themselves. The mother and father could barely make enough money to feed themselves and their crippled twins. They had already been planning on possibly giving the two young boys, age four, to an orphanage. But John talked with Scratch and decided that they would take them and in turn give their parents quite a bit of money. In turn... They were they were about to drop their kids into the circus. The two boys were named. Now this is where it gets confusing. Matuna is actually not a part of the family here. He is part of a different family in this situation. Why? Because I wanted to do the trapeze twins, but it was Solex. All right. <laughs> and Matuna's not a very good trapeze twin, so I'm just like, I'll just slip Solex in half, and it'll be fine. <laughs> how about uh, how about uh, how about uh, Trezzy and Equus? Nah. <laughs> They've already got their own roles. Pollux yeah. and Calix Captor. But no, I no, I asked because, you know, they're my they're they're my favorites. I just want to know yeah, what you did with they them. They do have their own things, and I will be getting to it. Alright. They will like, later take over the Trapeze Act. By 1877, they had found and acquired most of the people they could use in their acts, along with almost finished the circus itself. They had gained a few things for the for a freak show, though some of the members questioned the sources of these freaks in apostrophes being that they seemed almost unnatural along with acquiring a strong man an animal tamer a daredevil a snake charmer a clown and a tightrope dancer now i'm sure you know who the strong man is oh man it's my boy <laughs> yeah i for i can't remember who the animal tamer is off the top of my head i'll have to go look in a minute but the Daredevil, I'm pretty sure. Well, actually, it might be Latula that's the Daredevil. I can't quite remember. It could be Latula. It could be someone else. It should be Latula. The, the snake charmer is Matuna. Yeah. A clown. I I'm sure you can tell who the who the clown is. <laughs> it it's a uh, it's yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> and the tightrope dancer is Kanaya. Oh, well, I can By see Kanaya. Summer of seventeen. Or sorry, not seventy. With we're not going back back a hundred years now. Eighteen seventy eight. The oh. circus had made its first performance, and since then stays in a town for about a week before moving on. It would spring up overnight in an open field and would have performances in the afternoon night, never more than two, but only what 
only one with how long they are, they are. After the show, guests are or after the show, guests are free to roam around the public grounds, not backstage, of course. And there is a wide variety of foods to try. Oh, I finally remembered the reason why I'm so obsessed with the circus. Now, I've always had a passing interest in the circus, but what really got me hooked, I think, is, you know, obviously other than, you know, Book of Circus Black Butler, as I mentioned, which I loved. Yeah. But um, I do believe it's this one book that I read. It's called the, um, the, uh, I'm gonna have to look it up real quick because it's in my notes. But um, but like you, but you didn't even, you didn't even go through everyone. Like like you you only, like you you brought up Equus. You brought up the Night Circus. It's called the Night Circus. It's absolutely by far my favorite book ever. The Night Circus is an amazing, beautifully written book. It is so fucking good. What's it about? Like like obviously the circus, but like what you is it about it's the history? Wait, the book is a little confusing at first because it jumps around like. It'll be one year, then it'll be another year, but by the end of the book, it all comes together. Oh, it is such a good book. It's got magic, it's got a circus, it's got a magical circus, and it's so fucking good. But, like, but is the book about the history of the circus, or is it just... It's just about this circus. It's about every... It's, it jumps around. And, even, and what I love is that it also has some... A, there's a few, like, one or two page chapters in the book that basically it takes a first-person perspective. Like, it's you going through the circus and, and seeing one of the tents, basically. And it's so, it's so beautifully written that I've read the book, like, two or three times now. I, I would have... Now, I probably would have read it 50 times by now if I could, but I do have other books to read. Wait, no! No, it wasn't that book that got me obsessed with the circus. Although that is the second book that it kind of refurbished my interest in the circus. What really got me interested in the circus, also vampires, is the Cirque du Freak, which is a vampire. It's is a a twelve book series with circuses and vampires, and I love it. And it's amazing. They're both really amazing. Okay. Well, I I do like vampires, and the Cirque du Freak is by far the greatest series. I have ever read. Well, I've got a lot of series on the same rank. I have a lot of series that are the greatest series I have ever read. Well, actually, about there's only two: The Cirque du Freak and Maximum Ride. But that's not the point. Cirque du Freak is what got me interested in circuses. I don't know why I couldn't remember that, but that's it. That's what got me interested. Like also in vampires, I love vampires because of Cirque du Freak. I also like soccer because of it too, because the main character likes soccer, but that's not actually important at all. All we know is he plays soccer like in the first chapter with his friends, and then he never really plays it again, but I, it's really cute. Well, I mean, well, I mean, like, I do like vampires. And maybe... It's such a fucking good series. Like, I, it's hard to explain. It's even got a manga, okay? This series got a manga, and it's really fucking good. The art is perfect and on point, the manga. Like, it's exactly how I imagined all the characters. Like, whoever wrote it or drew it is a genius, because they got it right. They got it right. Unlike the people who made the movie for the Maximum Ride movie, they did not have it right. The manga is good, too, for Maximum Ride, although it's not finished, but they still have a few points that I don't agree with. But it's still really good. But how, that's not the point. That's, uh, it's a good series. How, how would you feel if somehow, some way, we were able to 
turned that vampire circus book into a movie and we made it ourselves. If they actually did make it a movie and it was horrible. But I'm saying, like, if we did it. That would be hard, because there's a lot of characters, but that would be fun. Because the actual Cirque du Freak movie, it, um, they kind of tried to shove the first three books into the movie and fuck it up horribly. Now, actually, I can't even make the statement, because it's been so long since I've seen the movie that I can't even say it. So, I can't, I can't make a po- this point at that point on it, because I can't remember. No, I'd say, okay, man, I mean... But... That's, yeah. uh, that sounds, but, um, sounds cool. Cirque du Freak Man and the Night Circus are a, a series and a book for that everyone should read. Everyone. It's not, no, it sounds, it sounds really, no, that, no, that one about the vampires, it sounds more up my alley than the other book. You see, that, that series had a huge fucking impact on me. I started reading it, mm, fifth grade, uh, about fifth grade. Around fifth grade, yeah, that's when I saw, began it. I think it could have been, uh, no, not fifth grade. Around fifth or sixth grade is when I started. Was no fifth grade, and before that was Warrior Cats, and I still was reading Warrior Cats, but that's not the point. It was at around sixth sixth grade or junior high is when I was introduced to Cirque du Freaking. God damn, it changed my life. <laughs> well, I mean, have, how many how many RPO have you got? interested into reading it and actually read it. I can't it. remember because I kind of forget forget about it a lot. Now, I that, I know it sounds like I'm, I don't love it, but I do. I, I own the entire series and I'm in the process. Well, I'm actually missing the fifth book. I don't know how I missed the fifth book, but I don't have the fifth book. And I'm in the process of trying to get the entire manga as well. Like, that's how much I love Cirque du Freak. I don't talk about like, ever, but god damn, I love it. Darren Shan is a master. All of Darren Shan's good books are really fucking good. He is a, a master. All of his books are masterful and amazing, and they're all really great. All of them are on the same level of Cirque du Freak, and I have no words. What? How would you? No. How would you feel if like? No. I'm just saying this. I'm just saying this, and I just want to say it, that. What if? Why is it because I like vampires, and for some reason I get, I go play, I get, I go somewhere high with the podcast or whatever, and Holly and someone figures that out that they want to, they want to like remake Circus Do Freak, but except they want to put me in it and they want to involve my podcast and they call it like. Well, you should read Circus Do Freak first. Do that first before I mean, you make any plans, because goddamn, it's good. But how would you feel if they if they put me in the movie and and they and they uh, and they killed me off? Would you be like, oh, well, I guess there's no well, service. Well, it really bit. depends on who you play, because I mean there are quite a, quite a few char- characters that die, but you'd have to be playing one of the characters that die. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be killed off anyway. I can't imagine being like that. Ugh. I enjoy being killed off like i've never been like in something where i've been killed off or in anything really ever but i'd love to be play something where i just get killed off because that sounds like fun because <laughs> i wouldn't die really but it, it kind of be like dying i'd get killed off in whatever i'm in i mean i mean like i, I how would you oh what am i trying to say um don't ask me how i feel about you getting killed off because i don't know how i feel i don't know how i feel about anyone getting killed off, to be honest. I, I'm not very good at about thinking about the death of how I'd react to people. Death! 
No, 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 no. I, no, I was gonna ask. Do you know your your uh, your thing that your sir your homestuck circus thing that you made? What about it? No, you you know you know that that you made. What about it? What if circus stuck was based off your thing? Like like you, like it became like. I don't the, think it'd be con safe anymore. Yeah, yeah. Be like, be like. Because it's got a lot of like, well, not exactly adult themes, but it's really a. a Adult in the sense that it's really fucking dark, and there's a lot of like, um, due to the time period that's taking place in and stuff, a lot of like, you know, like bigotry and and whatnot, and like, uh, you know, stuff that people wouldn't agree with, and you know, if this became like a, a big thing or whatever, a lot of people would shit on it, and it'd be really annoying. Like, like you would get so much heat. That you would... I would get a lot of heat for this, yeah. If this became a big thing, I'd get a lot of heat. And I don't handle heat well because I don't like dealing with it because I've got anger issues. And I don't want to deal with it because of that. Because I will get angry, and I don't want to get angry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I Because don't... it's fictional! Yeah, you should... I pulled it out to the sky! It's fictional! Servants <laughs> <laughs> is... Like, if you have this much problem with a fictional thing, why don't you guys have go deal with the real life stuff or, or fucking around you with all these like you know literal like I don't actually know where they are, but there's somewhere there's adults, there's human trafficking, there's lots of pedophilia happening, there's sexual assault, and no, and everyone's get, getting their panties in a twist about fictional shit instead of dealing with real shit. No, no, I no, I should I should get you like a no, I should I should just get you a uh. Like a device or something where when you speak into it, it just echoes it and you can just go like, It's fictional! Fictional! <laughs> I actually said that fictional thing so loud and intensely that I hurt my jaw. That's how <laughs> intense I was. And tense I was. I was tense too. The tenseness did not help. Oh, man. I probably should have stretched my jaw first. <laughs> no, it's fine. That, that is... <laughs> that's dedication, Serpent. That's dedication. <laughs> I just hate how people get their panties in a twist about fictional shit. Like, shut your, your, um, like, you're a hypocrite. Like, shut your pie trap. It's fictional. Like, shut your, your pie holes. You, you very hypocritical people. You got your, yeah, your panties in a twist about fictional bullshit instead of dealing with the real bullshit. I, if you have time for all of this fictional crap instead of dealing with your real life crap, I, I, well, I mean, like a lot of people turn to the fictional stuff to escape from their real life sometimes. Which is, which I get. And if you want the happy, fluffy stuff, then only watch the happy, fluffy stuff. Some people want to escape or enjoy dark shit. If you don't want dark shit, don't look at the dark shit. I mean, like, it's that simple. If you don't want dark shit, don't watch it or read it. If you want fluffy stuff, you know, go watch the fluffy stuff. Don't be complaining about the dark shit that you didn't want to see because that's your own goddamn fault. I mean, like... Like, read a description or a review before you watch it. Like, if you don't want to read my circus stuck, you know, um, AU, then read the summary or read the tags. Like, read the tags before you read it if you don't want dark shit. If you don't like dark shit, don't read it. I mean, like, do you, like, do you consider, um, do you consider your, your circus 
Homestuck thing a, a Circus Stuck alternate universe to the real Circus Stuck? There really is no real Circus Stuck. There's no real one. Now there's like the main thing that like people are just like, oh yeah, Ringmaster Carcat, but we all know Carcat would be a horrible Ringmaster. Hey, hey, no. He was a horrible leader in Scrub. He was a horrible leader after Scrub. He was a horrible, you know, candidate for president. He's not a good leader. Oh, man, do you know how much heat you're going to get for all, saying all that? <laughs> well, no, this is a fact. He did horrible in his presidential race. He did horrible as a, re as a leader of Scrub. Like, if you've got a problem, re I, th I don't think we read the same webcomic. Like, seriously. No, I... <laughs> Do you know? Do you know how? Do you know how much? Do you know? Uh, do you know how much heat? <laughs> if Tiff hears this, you know how much heat you're well, gonna no, give no. It's I. I love the idea of Ringmaster. It's fun. It's cool. It's not like we're. It's like our circus stuck at panel thing is like you know this big thing or whatever. It's you know fun and doing some panels and stuff. But you know. You hey, know, talk about it in reality. Carcat is ringmaster. You know that's fine, but. We all know he'd be a horrible ringmaster. Every time, every time about like in reality, if he was real. In reality, he'd be a horrible ringmaster. He is a horrible leader. It's already been proven that he sucks as a leader. Well, I mean, because he's because he's always an angry boy. <laughs> well, he's an angry boy who means well. The problem is that he's not very good at doing things that leaders need to do. He's not making very good at making those kinds of decisions. That's why Vriska kind of like tried to steal his thunder, basically. And did, in some ways, did do better, but also did horrible, because she's Vriska. Well, I mean, she's a B-word anyway. <laughs> she, she's just, she's just Vriska. Well, I, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's part of her whole gimmick that she's a B-word in the first place. Um. But that's also because, because of her circumstance. Now, it's not like she did nothing wrong. She did many things wrong, but she's also a victim of her circumstance. People like to forget that aside from the fact that she's a fictional character but um that people even characters are a victim to their circumstances like sure you may be a fluffy fluffy baby but you're because because of that because of how you grew up you may be friska but she's like that because of how she was raised and the planet she was on and the culture she was raised in i mean like that i think that i think that's i think that's like some of the main parts of why you get behind a character in Homestuck is because of their history and why exactly. you like them. And people like to forget the history a lot. Now, sure, Vriska did many things wrong, but and she, but she's not a completely a bad person too. Why? Because she is. She is the way she is is because of the culture and her upbringing and all of that stuff from Alternia. Alternia is not that great of a planet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like it's the same reason why I got into Equus. I mean, like, not only is he the boy, first of all, but two, he he just like it. I mean, like, let's be honest, is he a very lewd boy? He is a very lewd boy. Is he that loves his horses, man? What can I? What can he say? What? I mean, he like, loves his horses. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying I'm into all that crazy crap because he's into all that crazy crap. To I'm be just... honest. When they did the when the, his route finally came out, I loved the backgrounds for his route because I just loved the horse art that he had on the wall. All of it was so priceless, and I loved it. And I don't I don't mean priceless like hilarious. I just mean priceless. <laughs> what, like, I I just loved all of the art that he had because I'm just like, damn, that's right, Equius, that's right. Did you, did you, you show them what you like. <laughs> 
I love how they made sure to include his gaming chair because everyone likes to everyone loves to forget that Equius is a gamer. And they gave him a really nice gamer chair. Yeah, I mean I mean like doesn't doesn't uh doesn't all the characters have a gaming chair? Not necessarily. Like some of the characters weren't exactly all that interested in Spurb or Scrub. Just like how, you know, Dave wasn't all that interested in Spurb. Like, sure, he's a gamer, but because of the rating that the game was given by the uh, the game bro, he wasn't all that interested. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I was reading Homestuck, like, I, I was continuing reading it, like, a week, like, like a few weeks ago, and it was, it was so funny. Do you know, do you know the scene in Homestuck where John is, uh, looking out the window, and he, and he's just, like, um, not the first time he looks out the window, but the second time, like, later in the comic, where, where he's, like, he's, like, looking down a hole or whatever, and then it, like, cuts to him looking out the window, and both of his hands are on the window, and he's just, like, Why? Yeah. Can you imagine like him like doing the okay thing with his hand? It's uh, just like his one hand's on the window, with the other one he's just doing the the okay thing with his hand. <laughs> <laughs> if I was making the movie, that's what I would be doing. <laughs> you know, everyone's just like you know, Homestuck the movie, but no, we all know it'd be like a twenty-part TV show. Homestuck the movie. I tried. I I I literally legit tried to make Homestuck like the animated series and do you know how far that went how far <laughs> nowhere it went exactly. nowhere it, it's it's not likely to go that far because for starters you know andrew Hussey and stuff and whatnot but um but, but i'm being I forgot, where did this conversation start from from to the, he was coming from the circus and then somehow he ended up here and i don't know and know how no, no, no. We started talking about Homestuck because because we were talking about the circus and the circus. Right, Homestuck right, right. And, uh... Okay. So, right, and then I was ranting about people being stupid. Wait, what? Well, because, you know, getting upset about fictional stuff and whatnot. Yeah. But, well then, want to hear the rest of my, my little background for my story and then I can go over some characters that we can hear about? Yeah, go, go right ahead. I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. By the summer of 1778, the circus made its first performance, and since then stays blah, 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 blah. I read that already. Anyways, basically, the overview for a bunch of stuff in the story is basically, um, so John is 24 years old. He's your ringmaster Two-Face, and he's called that because he wears a mask, which, you know, referencing the whole Harley Quinn thing is half one color, half another. I can't remember which colors, but you know, that's how it is. Yeah. And it's, you know, he's a very playful ringmaster and stuff. And, um, basically, it's very dark, starting from John, because of his, um, upbringing beginning on the streets and then being taken in by a scratch with his, um, abuse to make him learn better or learn faster. Very, very, very dark. And then we have Pollux and Calix Captor, they're both 19, and they're the amazing Trapeze Twins. <laughs> trapeze Twins. <laughs> yep. Matuna Cast Castor. Castor. The Snake Charmer, he's 20. We have Colin Captor, which is the psionic in this case, but his name was Colin Captor because I was trying to think of variations of Captor, and I couldn't think of a name for him, so he's Colin now. Yeah. He's part of the stage crew. Edward J. Scratch. 
he is. We don't know how old he is, but he's over thirty at least. Well, isn't that he's the owner of Scratch Industries? <laughs> Reference to my, um, my Scratch Laboratories there. <laughs> yes. And a funder of the circus. He now I want to describe my description of of Doc Scratch just because I love my headcan for what a human Doc Scratch would look like. Like, go ahead. His hair is slicked back and all white, of course, but slicked back, all fancy and stuff. And he stands at a five nine. Sometimes the height changes a little, but I think a five nine is pretty nice. Yeah. He has high cheekbones and a slim build. With a stern vibe about him, especially concentrated in his harsh, narrow green eyes. He wears a formal black suit with a white dress shirt and a black bow tie. Now, in this version, he does wear a black suit because that's the time period. But in other versions, he'll wear like a green dress shirt or, you know, more green stuff. But since it is the 1800s, he wears a black suit. Are you saying he's taller than me? (laughs) Yes. And he wears black wool pants, of course, and black dress shoes. His skin is pale, but he does go out often, which is why it's so odd that he's so pale. Because he gets a lot of sun time, but his skin's still very pale. <laughs> Dr. Dr. J. Scratch. Yep. And um, he founded his company when he was young with a few trusted friends. And it quickly drew, grew until he was the richest man in London with his medical and Incentive company. I don't actually know if incentive was the right word, but that's what's typed here, so I read it. Incentive company of, or it might have been inventive. His medical and inventive company of Scratch Industries, and they are both they are both known for their inventions and their medical medical advances. He has dealings with the black market, S and B, which is a company I'll get into in a minute because you obviously don't know what S and B is, but that'll be mentioned soon. Mm-hmm. S&B is an Asian trading company, as a as a the little summary for now, and and he's also associated with what would today today these days it would be known as a mafia. In this case, they're hired guns. Yeah. Then we have Catherine M. Pikesies, the Imperial Condescension. Yeah. She is also over thirty. We don't know how old she is, but she's old. She is owner. She She's is the old. owner of the food company because, obviously, I don't um Crocker, Crocker Corp or Crocker, Crocker was not really a company in the 1800s yet, because there there wasn't a food industry. There was you know any um anything that well no Crocker. There's no Crocker in the 1800s. <laughs> well, so else he runs you... the food company Shells and Buns. Well, anything else you need there, Betty Crocker? <laughs> <laughs> but so shells and buns, which is a bit of an odd name, but it's it's an Asian, it's an Asian, you know, food company. Yeah. Shells and buns, which is why the name makes sense in that case. Shells referencing the sea, you know, pick her, um, and you know, condi shells and buns, you know, food. <laughs> yeah. Uh, blah. So she um. Uh, is she's a little bit taller than Scratch at five? She's still five nine, but she is five nine and a half. <laughs> oh come on, just, just come on, sir, just make it six feet. <laughs> no, come on. I, it wouldn't be six feet like that. It would be just five ten then. Yeah, but yeah, but it doesn't make sense. Like like five nine and five nine and a half. Just she's make a it six woman. feet. She's not that tall. Women are short. Yeah, but but like but 
You're like basically making them the same height, but you're just adding a she one. She's very, very tall for a woman. A woman in this in this century, okay? Very tall for a woman in her century. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then we have her daughter, Mina Pikesies. She is the hair and oldest daughter to Catherine, and she stands five seven. Feffrey, the the youngest biological daughter of Catherine, and. And her other daughter is adoptive. Obviously, that's Jane. All right. And then we have one of my favorite characters, James G. Cat. And if you can't figure that out, I'm going to be very sad who he is. Wait, wait. Do you, wait, do you say James G. Cat. Wait, James okay. James G. Cat? Yes. All of the cat is spelled with a K. Are you saying that? Wait, are you making a reference to a character? It's G. It's G. Cat. It's God Cat. He's God Cat. Oh. And um, um. And um, basically, that's a I, I like to make make the things with all the characters, and uh, so obviously I, I had to include um G. Cat. He is the right hand man and assistant to Catherine. How how do you feel? How do you feel about expanding this universe? <laughs> It's already as expanding as in all the characters because I already have all the characters. But like, but I'm saying, how would you feel about going forward with this? Going forward, I am slowly going forward when I when I find myself with some free time for my free time. No, because like, is there any way I can get involved in all of this? I mean, you probably could, but I pretty much have all of the character ideas written up already and a plot in mind. I mean, like, I mean, like, I could be like the I could. I can I can stir up titles and ice cream again and be across. I I, I do need titles. That would be helpful. <laughs> no, 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 because no, I got I gotta bring this up to you. I don't know if I ever told you this, but on my old podcast, Adventure Time Guys, I used to do with my other friend. Um, he he did they he had Crocker Corp and I had titles and ice cream and we were pretending to to compete against each other <laughs> and. <laughs> and and basically, my thing was like we sold tile floor tiles in ice cream, <laughs> which makes no sense, but okay. But um, but I know that wouldn't work in your story because it's eighteen hundred and in eighteen hundred floor tiles never existed yet. Yeah. But like, but like, what what if no? What if I like in your story, like, well, I can't be Crash Stevens because that would make no sense in eighteen hundred. But um, but I like. Like I can like make some I can make up some character, but I, but that I can run like a like a little like I don't know how violent your stories are gonna get, but like I can I can be like um uh, what can I say like I can like I can like be a conjunction off of your circus like I can be like a concession guy or like I can be an outsider. I mean, that is a possibility, but I can't really make any decisions until I actually, like, finish writing up all the characters. Well, how, how many more characters are in... I still have the entire felt to do and a lot of side characters. Now, I already have roles for them, I just haven't written them up yet. It, sound, no, it, sound, it sounds pretty great, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Let's see... And then I have more characters. A lot. I have a lot of characters with roles. <laughs> Are you happy how it's turning out so far, though? So far, yeah. We also for the handmaiden, she runs an Asian trading and tea company. Her and um, 
But it's only her and Damara because Aradia is a gypsy. Now, technically, she is the daughter of the Handmaiden still, but she lives as a gypsy. Man, you're you're just you're just going you're just going deep on all yeah. this. Yeah, Snowman, aka Elizabeth T. Snowns, is the is the is ba- is um basically the hired guns the, the, the this time period's mafia. She runs the mafia basically. So so like so like there not only is there the circus and its characters, but there's also all this running crap outside of it too. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I'm building the whole world, and everything's important because all of these big companies are connected to Doc Scratch, who is who is the who is very important in the backstory of the circus and the darkness of the circus, where it really gets dark. You know, aside from how the circus is dark in the sense of like you know, the cannibal and you know freaks and stuff and uh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. Hard to explain without spoiling it. No, can, no, can, I, can I? No, I can imagine. No, can I, if I could give Doc Scratch a voice, I gotta do this. I feel like he would sound like, like, yes, yes, I got, I got this, Lily. Not exactly. He's more refined. Also British because this is in England. So, so he would sound a little bit like this. Like yes, British. but older and more knowledgeable. I, I could just, I could just see him being like a complete badass and being like, "I got this." <laughs> like, <laughs> I could just see, I could just see him being like a complete badass and he knows the oh, whole yeah. world. One more thing, I think this is the last company getting involved, but obviously the Emporas, they they're part of a shipping company, which is also important for the um plot. Shipping company. Every time you oh. like. Yeah, he, just a shipping company, you know, boats and stuff. Oh, I thought we were talking like like car car resin and whatever. No, no, just him. And um, they they're also one more company that I forgot about. Del Rosa, she runs um a clothing a, fa- a clothing company, of course, which is where the circus gets an, their um outfits and stuff. That sounds really cool. And um. Okay, I can't. So since obviously Kanaya is not the tightrope rope walker, I can't remember who the tightrope walker is. But she's the um, she does the out. She is the one that directly works at the circus with the um costumes and stuff. Where um, when you were when when you were making uh circus stuff, Trezzy, where you put it when you were thinking of the knife thrower gimmick, where you like? I just went off some really cool art that I found that um that um, Tiff had already provided for me. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, like, no, because I thought, because I thought, like. Oh, one more thing I forgot. Sorry, I'm interrupting you again. Because I was scrolling down, I noticed one more important thing. Lord English, (laughs) a.k.a. Albert, is literally the king of England. (laughs) Lord English, man. (laughs) Is the king of England, and he advises the queen from the shadows. I mean, I mean, like. Caliborn is obviously the prince, and Calliope is the princess. No, because I was gonna, I was gonna say, did you, did you take any inspiration from any of this for your? For not your really, no. no. I just kind of did whatever, wherever my heart took. Well, my, not my heart, my brain took me. Your brain, <laughs> your brain. Like, just to list a few more like important characters, like um, Jade is a, the daughter of a rich noble. Jake is also the son of a rich noble. Chavros is a member of the freak show. Rufio, oh, Rufio's the animal tamer. Oh. Summoner is the member of a member of stage crew. Nepeta is the is the cannibal. Nepeta's the cannibal. Cannibal. The cannibal. Yeah, she's the cannibal. 
Mulan isn't related and just frequents the circus. The Huntress is a member of Stage Crew. Terezi is, although she is still the knife thrower, because I like that. It's perfect for her. Why? Why would I want to? She grew guessed? up with John on the street. Sorry, continue. No, why would I have? Why would I have guessed? <laughs> <laughs> because because you because you cosplay her and you're the knife thrower, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> and um, Latula is the daredevil. Red Glare is the chief detective at Scotland Yard. Scotland Riska Yard. Riska is Jack the Ripper. And, no, you. I like I like how you did all that, especially my boy. You gave my boy justice, so I give you a high five for that. So yeah, Risk is Jack the Ripper though. <laughs> She'll that that she won't so she won't come into play for a while in the story. So like, wait, who's Jack the Ripper again? He's the Briska. But yeah, Jack the Ripper is the guy who kills. Uh, she he kills three women in um London around um oh I can't remember the exact year off the top of my head, but. Around the 1880s, 1890s, around there. And, uh, you know, pulls their insides out and whatnot. And, Ugh. you know, Ugh. lots of gory stuff. But that's your thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's your thing. And um, he technically never actually got caught. Now, I believe they think they arrested the, someone who they, they thought was the right guy, but they never actually, like, got him. I think I, I think I heard stories about Jack the Ripper before. I mean, like he yeah, he's a, he's a pretty popular um killer. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he's he's almost on the same level as uh. Even though he only killed three people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I well, three women. It was a sick. It was sick. Really. Yeah. But um, but like uh, but I mean that story. That you made up. That is some. And I, I can't wait to see where that actually goes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Arania is a popular author for anyone who cares about Arania. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, if you ever want to do any videos about oh, it. Oh yeah, the executioner is works at Scotland Yard, and Horace is a worker at works at works for Scratch, makes designs and gizmos for or stuff for the circus, basically. Yeah, if you, if you ever, ever want to make videos or anything about that thing, I will be 100% up to help you out with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. One more thing. I forgot about another big business because, I once again, I had most of them grouped in one spot, but then here he is down there. But Grand High Blood owns, basically owns a giant corporation that and basically controls the underground, the black market and stuff. The black market and stuff? Yep. And Karkat's the, the target for Terezi. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> he's, the, he's the target, uh, the knife-throwing target. No, no, do you know what I was going to do? If 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 at Circus Stuck, if if you were, like, if the knife-thrower thing was actually legit and you were actually, like, and you were actually, like, going to be doing it and, and I was on the target, I was going to be, I was going to, if you threw one and you almost got me, I was going to be, I was going to be like, Sorry, what did I say about you? Freaking... <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, Kankery is a reporter for the newspaper. The signless is a religious leader trying to promote his own re religion. Dirk works at Scratch Industries. Roxy is a bartender and info broker. And of course, because I like including everyone, Fafetta Sprite is a member of the Freak Show. Yeah. Aerosol Sprite is the hair for the small fishing company. Dave Petta is a Scotland Yard investigator. That's one of my favorite little things. I've drawn that one a few times. How you, um... And, um... What's that? Sorry, one second, one second. 
Um, Sorry, Matt. Oh, it's all right. I was uh, talking to my dad, which obviously does not need to be in the podcast. No, it's all right. It's all right. But, but yeah, I mean, sounds, yeah. I, your whole concept sounds <laughs> pretty good. I like it. <laughs> yeah. There's, and there's still so many more characters that I haven't mentioned yet. They all have their roles, but they just don't have things. Like, all of the, the, the felt characters are just you know security guards and whatnot at scratch industries i usually give them roles like that i did that in scratch labs as well so hey, i got an idea then how about like how about like we do a whole episode on your whole on this on that whole thing sure Cause... yeah because i've got a lot more here because that's just the base some of the basic stuff about the characters but i still have the whole put into play section which is much longer than the background like much Oh god, it's so much longer than the background. Yeah, like I, I I like um during the course of me saying like 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 and you know the few words before that and this like I I've scrolled been scrolling through the whole thing. Yeah, because because I was because I was going to say I mean like it <laughs> that could be a whole episode just you talking about this and its background and its Although characters. Although I have talked about like at least half of it with in this one because circuses yeah, I know, but like, yeah, but we, yeah, but we can like build. You can take an episode to build onto it, and like, <laughs> you know, I maybe mean, by then I'll have more written as well. It's been a while since I worked on it. I mean, let's just do it. It's an it's an idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man, um, <laughs> uh, we've we've been going for an hour and a half. Well, I guess it's about time to end the episode then. <laughs> No, I just no, I just I was just letting you go, man, because you're talking about your whole thing, and I wasn't gonna stop you. Yeah. Well, I think I, I really like this episode. I think we did well on this episode. It was really informative. We actually got crap done. <laughs> and I feel. And we already know what's gonna happen next episode. Yeah, we're gonna talk about zombies. Zombies. Something, something I love talking about zombies. I can talk about that a lot. Something that I, something I'm, it's not highly my interest, but this isn't my podcast in the first place. So, <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about zombies next week and give, Serpents is going to go, what, going to go, it's going to be. Tune more, in next week for zombies. Yeah, Serpents is going to go, go, going to go crazier than a, than a chicken with his head cut off. And I'm just going to be here just like, uh, they walk slow. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't watch any popular zombie shows, but I can talk a lot about it, okay? No, it's fine. But yeah, <laughs> this is, this is going to be, this is going to be, that's going to be really interesting. Um, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening to episode seven of In the Serpent's Pit with Serpent's Breakdown. You can follow me on Twitter at NostalgiaVamp. You can follow me on Facebook at CyberTimeBite. And how about for and, and no and, and of course for serpent you can uh you can find serpent at Instagram at serpent's breakdown you cannot mess that up. <laughs> um, you can you can follow you can follow serpent on Twitter if she was okay to bring it out one day. 
I literally do not use Twitter. I have zero followers and like two posts. Okay, it's it's like not even worth keeping around. To be honest, I only keep it there for like the, you know, art people I follow and the Homestuck tweets. I mean, like, how many people follow you? No one, on on Twitter. No one follows me on Twitter, which I'm fine with. Do you, do you think no? Do you think that you can like? No, we we should freaking use it for the podcast for bring people there. <laughs> nah, there's no, there's, uh, there's no one. It's not. I don't really have anything there, and I don't really use it either. I'm really bad at using Twitter. It's hard for me to use. No, hey, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. So, so yeah. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Join us. Join us next week as we talk about slow brain eating. Life not giving zombie effect zombies. <laughs> Hope you all have a fantastic day. Yeah.